Hey, welcome to the table. I'm Andy Mason, and you're listening to Authentic Conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And I've got a confession for you this week. Now, I was in Texas last week and got a speeding ticket for the first time in a long time. And this is not about that. Yes, I was caught going over the limit, but uh, this is a completely different confession. This is something that I've become aware of this year that if I don't get right, I will sabotage what the Lord has got for me to step into. Uh, many are called, few are chosen. That's Matthew 22. And I've become aware that some of my awkwardness, inadequacies, sense of feeling of unworthiness of what the Lord is calling us into is actually if I will not fully embrace who he says I am, I'll never step into what he is calling us, commissioning us, and clothing us to step into. So what I'm going to do is tell you a little story about what's happening, uh, what the Lord is convicting me about, and my full confession to you, and then how this relates to you and what I believe is happening this year. So number one is what's happening. Well, in the last month, I'm seeing significant increase on every side. I mean, this podcast that you're listening to has gone up over 40% this month above any other month in the history of doing this. Like that's just a significant jump, but there's nothing that we are doing differently. We're not marketing differently. We're not changing the subject. I'm doing exactly what we've been doing for the last decade, but something has suddenly jumped up. In addition to that, we've just come back from... Uh, two significant cities where we've been ministering to business leaders of leaders. And in addition to that, uh, one of those places uh, upgrading this very setup for us and saying, hey, Andy, it's upgrade time. And they're actually sending me the quality. So you get to notice this, uh, the audio and the visual equipment to actually give upgrades to this entire thing. Not only that, but I'm just back from Harrisburg where we were in a studio recording kingdom business sessions that are going to be heading to Brazil. What's the point? On every side, it seems to be increase in favor and connections. And it's like the lid is off. Not only that, but in our weekly live calls with the Heaven and Business community, one of the things that's been highlighted is Exodus 33. Verse 1 says, get going. Verse 14 says, I will go with you. God's saying, it's time. You've been around this mountain long enough. You've camped here. You've got what you need. Now get going and I will go with you. And Moses says, well, if you're not going with us, I'm not going. And God says, I will go with you. And that's the distinguishing factor. That's the one thing that separates us from anybody else on the planet. So what's the problem? Well, I get back and last week I'm talking to a friend, Blake in Portland, Oregon, and uh, him and I were talking and I'm telling him what's happening. And then he catches me minimizing, joking, kind of just like being familiar with, but in a, in a sense of drawing back from the things that God is doing. Now, why is that? This because I feel uncomfortable. It's like, why God? I, I can't, I'm not doing anything different. Why would you do this with me? I'm, if I look at who I am and where I've come from, and if I focus on my inadequacies, insecurities, and fears, then I literally will draw back and say, I'm just a small town country boy 
from a small town nation called New Zealand, a long, long way away. What am I doing here? And what I will continue to do is I'm actually sabotaging the very thing that God is trying to give us, to call us into, to commission us, to clothe us, and call us to step into by focusing on myself. Now, the opposite is also true. If I focus the other side and like, look at how awesome I am, look what I'm doing, look what's going on, how awesome I am, what I have done, that's the same thing. It's focusing on yourself and you'll sabotage yourself because of pride. I wasn't doing that. I was on the other side, which is exactly the same. It's just the reverse. It's called false humility. It's actually drawing back, hiding. And the word that hit me to the core was despising the glory of God on your life. Isaiah 55, 5 says this, and, and it's this life verse that God has highlighted again. If you le listen back to previous episodes, you'll hear me talking about uh, this scripture that God highlighted and brought back to the fore at the end of last year. And it says this, you will summon nations you do not know and people that do not know you will hasten to you because I, talking God, has glorified you. Now, if I just say that in what he's saying to me, what I'm seeing around is that people that I do not know, uh, favor leaders of leaders, business communities, significant people are being drawn to what we are doing. Why? Because God has glorified me. Now, even telling you that, it feels really awkward in saying that. But this is where I get to. If I focus on me and who I am, rather than this is what God has done and what God has chosen to do, and who I am I to stop him, I can sabotage what God is wanting to lead us into if I do not fully embrace who he has called us to be. To do that humbly, to do that diligently, it's not an excuse for laziness or inadequacy or getting sloppy. It's actually a commitment to being excellent in all that I do, but recognize it is God who causes us to increase. As Psalm 44, I don't trust in my sword to win the battle. It's God who brings me the victory. But I still have a sword and I know how to sharpen it. And I know how to do what I need to do with the implements or the tools that he's given me to use. And so as I'm talking to my friend Blake and getting convicted and he's like driving it in because, hey, Blake, you're working through the same thing. Then I'm reminded of a parable. And this is a parable where Jesus is illustrating the kingdom of heaven. And he says it's like a wedding feast and the king sends out the invitation or reminder to those who were invited and all of them reject, despise, or in some cases, they actually ridicule or kill his servants. The king's then furious and the murderers he destroys and burns down their city. And then he compels, or he sends his servants to go out into the street corners. What do you find on the street corner? Well, it's certain professions camp on a street corner, certain people with signboards selling pizza. It's like, that's what you find on a street corner. And, and also the highways and the byways, people going about their way. He sends out these invitations to those that thought they were initially excluded and then compels them to come. 
And they all come to the wedding feast. They're all there and they're wearing a wedding garment. That's the only condition of the king is that you wear what he has given you in order to step into the place that he's positioned you. Otherwise, the king comes and inspects, walks into this banquet feast and sees that one man is not wearing the wedding clothes. Now, it doesn't say why. And I've always looked at that and thought, yeah, I'd never be like that, the stupid clown, like the arrogant, proud person. That No, what if that's me, that I'm not wearing the wedding clothes because it feels uncomfortable? I'm not used to wearing that kind of clothes. It's really, really fancy. Uh, whatever it may be, all of these different reasons. People have told me that you shouldn't be wearing that kind of clothes. Leaders, people I respect, I can walk through all kinds of reasons and excuses why I don't deserve it, earn it, uh, qualify for it, whatever that may be. And I find myself bound and cast out where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because you suddenly realize that was stupid. That was really, really dumb. And then Jesus summarizes it by saying this, for many are called, but few are chosen. What's he saying to me? Andy, I've called you, I've commissioned you. It's my grace on your life that enables you to do this. And I'm giving you the clothes to step into what I've called you, commissioned you, and planted you and sent you to do. But if you will not wear those clothes, then you'll never sit down, stand and speak in the places that I've called you to speak, stand and sit. So I got convicted to the core and with my friend, yet there were some tears and we just repented, which means to change our thinking, come back to father, forgive me for allowing me like the idolatry of self, the self-centeredness and separating myself and not saying it's your grace alone that enables me to do this, to build this business, to expand in these areas, to grow in whatever it may be that you're putting your hand to. For me, it was my inadequacies and over attentiveness to my fears, failures and where I've come from and the fear of what if I screw it up? Well, he's a good shepherd. And he leads and guides better than you know. What if you trusted more of his ability than your own? It's what he made possible and available and made to happen because he knew that you couldn't in your own ability. So what do I do instead? You fill that gap with gratitude. Jesus, thank you that you knew I couldn't do this. You've called me to do things that are impossible. Even Jesus himself says, of myself, I can do nothing. But with God, there's nothing I cannot do. It goes right back to the beginning. Adam and Eve in a garden clothed with the very presence of God. That is his plan all along, that he is my life, my significance, my source, my satisfaction, my security. He's the one that enables to do this. I work my craft. I become excellent at what I do. But it is his grace and power that enables me to do so much more that I can ask, think, or imagine. And then I get to walk with him and host his presence. That is the distinguishing factor. If I will embrace what he has given me, you will summon nations you do not know. People that do not know you will hasten to you because the Lord the Lord God of hosts of armies of angels, the God of all creation, he has 
glorified you. He's the one that's clothed you with himself that makes you look way better than you know you are. But if I don't embrace that and walk in that and worship because acknowledging who he is, I'll never fully step into what he has for us. So what's the point for you? You're in the same place. I guarantee that there's people all around us. You're either in preparation for this or you're at the verge of stepping into an upgrade, a significant increase. I believe it's actually a spiritual awakening that we're seeing happen. But if you and I will not fully embrace everything God's called us to be, we'll never fully enter and engage with the things he's inviting us into. So I want to challenge you and invite you to repent. Actually, don't just do that with me right now on this. Find somebody somebody that you can walk with and actually acknowledge them just like I am with you, except someone that you're walking with, like I had Blake. It's like, and I've got somebody to call one another to account. Actually, we've got just right over here. Let me just reach down and grab you. See this? This is called a baseball bat. And uh, it's got the name of some friends on it. These are covenant friends that I have. And the Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. I've literally got five people that I walk in friendship and connection with. And we're covenant. We call it a baseball covenant to call one another to our greatness. And the deal is because we're so visionary headstrong, sometimes you need to be hit around the head with a baseball bat. Now it is a metaphor. It is not for real, but we wanted to get this to remind ourselves. I must have people in my life that I trust them more than I trust myself, that I believe they truly care for me and that they'll tell me the truth just like my friend did this last week. So what about you? What will you do? And if this has been of value for you and you want to walk and grow in a community that is going after all that God has given us and called us into in our places of work, to partner with God in our place of work. You will never do that unless you fully embrace who he has called you to be and his identity, who he says you are. That when you do that and you do that in community and engage in the well-being of your city, then nothing will be too difficult for you. So I bless you with that. If you want to join us, jump onto heavenandbusiness.com. You'll see this written there as a blog. So you've got notes already right there. And join with us every single week. And that we're going after this together, hearing stories of what God is doing and engaging in the well-being of our city. Check out heaveninbusiness.com backslash free dash trial and let us grow together. Have a great week.